everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity Greger. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business off the ground and running smoothly so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Go to wiredtochange.com. With the number two. To get more information on our programs, you can reach us on social media with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wired to change Today we're talking about business partnerships, and there's a million Aww. good and a million bad stories, and we're going to talk about some of the do's and don'ts, and then we're going to talk about some of the famous business partnerships that people are aware of and kind of why they work. Mm-hmm. But first of all, uh, let's talk about us. I know we have, I think, in episode one, we've not known each other that long because this is, I don't know what date this is that this is coming out, but we're somewhere in late mm, September, yeah, early October, somewhere around there. So we've known each other for five months, five maybe. Five months, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I tell people, because I get this question occasionally from people, uh, why are you two working together? And the only example, like the only thing I can tell them is, you know, when you meet somebody, you click. It was kismet. It was. You just knew it. Yeah. We we talked the same. We sounded the same. We had the same goals, the same passion, kind of the same background to help and all we that. Had we the just same kept talking. Vision. We do. We had the same um, desire to help other people. Yeah. Um, and then our experiences and our pasts complemented each other right. they didn't mirror each other but they yeah. complemented each other greatly because i have a strong background in business coaching and business development and training and mike has a really great background in starting running and selling small businesses yeah. so between the two of those we were like wow we've hit basically mm-hmm. every nail on the head when it comes to having a com- coaching company together and i was in the process of selling the two businesses my brother and i had we're in the process Mm -hmm. of looking to slash selling them and you are still doing real estate but you are always looking for multiple streams of revenue i am it's one of my favorite topics oh it is and people should have that because Uh if one kind of goes a little south you've got the other two and usually one of those is a business Okay, here's where I get my paycheck, and one of them is a passion. Mm-hmm. If every if there if money what didn't matter, right? What would people do? And yeah. sadly, most people wouldn't do their job. Yeah. They would want to do something else, which is fine. Yeah, and we're very fortunate. Um, I was meeting with my CPA right before this podcast, and he said, "You really love what you do, don't you?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, why? Yes, I do." And and it just hit me that it so rare that we get to do this, that we get to be small business owners, Mm -hmm. that we get to actually make money at it, enjoy what we do, get to talk to other people about it all darn day. And it is just, I feel blessed every single day that we get to do this for a living. And we went up until noon today when you called me to tell the story how your vehicle was out of gas. (laughs) That was on Wednesday, and I don't think we had talked since... Friday, maybe? Yeah. A couple was, of texts. That was the emails. longest we've ever. Usually we don't go a day or two without seeing each other. Yeah. That was yeah. the longest. Did you miss me? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That was the longest we've ever gone without yeah. being in communication with each other. And it was over Labor Day weekend, so it you was. were doing whatever young kids. And my and top client service manager was on vacation, so <laughs> I was doing full time real estate duty. 
and I went and down to, to Charlotte to see Oliver, yeah. my grandson, so that was fun, and came home and did the old people stuff by basically but just sitting I, around. I'm very curious because we've talked a lot about um, why we started our business together, but why did you decide to go into business with me instead of going into business on your own? That's easy. I can sum this up. A lot of my analogies go back to sports. Played it growing up, coached both of my boys when they're growing up, loved every bit of it. It teaches you to lose, and then you can become a good winner. But the example I give people is when I, I grew up playing tennis, and I always enjoyed doubles more than singles. I'm fine on my own. I can make decisions. Not a problem. Done that before. Yep. But I love the teamwork. I mm-hmm. love the strategy. I love working things because I don't. I'm not the smartest person in the room. And if I'm the smartest person in the room, you're in. You're in the wrong room. <laughs> I like as I get older. I like surrounding myself with people that I can learn from. That's who mm-hmm. I'm drawn to. Uh, whether whatever it is, I can learn from them. Be it business, life, sports, religion, politics. I mean, hey, pick a subject. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But if I can learn from you. I'm going to hang around you. And that's what I got with you because you oh, you have a great drive and a vision. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to hop onto that train and do my part of it. And But like I said earlier, yeah. we just, the difference in the backgrounds met at the perfect time, which was March or whenever we met. I mean, it, it just wasn't that long, but it just clicked. No, and we moved really quickly. With oh, getting yeah. our business up and running. Yeah. Um, we, we moved fast. We met. We said, hey, we have this idea. Mm-hmm. And then within a month, we had a business plan, and we were just Drago rolling. built our website. We're Drago built our website, yep. and we were rocking yep. and rolling. Um, but so it's not always me, that easy. It's not always so that easy. So for me, yeah. having a business partner um, is inc- entirely selfish because um, <laughs> I like to argue and mm-hmm. I do my best thinking when people challenge me. And even though it frustrates the hell out of me while it's happening, yeah. that's when the magic and the big ideas and the epiphanies come. So I knew that you were not a person who was going to let me just steamroll all over you. Yeah. And that was really that really was the clincher because if I had a business partner that wasn't able to have those kind of deep conversations where it's like, hey, this because our business is going to shift and it's going to change and it's going to mm-hmm. look different five years from now than how we ever envisioned it was going to look. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> that's just what businesses or anything that you're growing is going to do. I mean, if you plant a tree, yeah, you can try to angle it towards the sun in a certain direction, but there's other factors that might come along like the wind or mm. a, um, hurricane. a hurricane <laughs> and it might change the way that that tree grows and it doesn't always grow up exactly how you envisioned. Yeah. And I like it because we can throw ideas off of each other mm-hmm. and we see things damn near completely different just based on who yeah. we are. I mean, I'm right. 31 years older than you and you're female I'm, and I'm male. I love and that I, you yeah. know that because I had no idea. <laughs> Because in my in my heart of hearts, I still feel like you're 25. Oh, I am. <laughs> 17 mentally, just ask my wife. I like that. I've never wanted to be around yes people. That drove yes. me nuts, either in business or in life. And I had friends of mine in college that said, my wife's going to do everything I tell them to do. And my Boo. first question is, why? Boring. And the other thing that drove me nuts, like, well, I'm, my, I'm not going to marry. No wife of mine is going to make more than I do. 
And I said, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. It's your money. It's our money. Who yeah. cares? Who but cares? Their, but their egos couldn't handle it. Right. And mine can't. I don't have a problem with it because I'm, you know, I can easily admit when I'm wrong or ask yeah. questions because I don't know something. Got no issues with that. I mean, I'll take a stand occasionally like everybody else. But you're not, businesses aren't going to succeed if one's making all the decisions and the other one just sits there and says, yes, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work because you're going to see things different. And just don't assume if you're a business owner, you're always right because you're not going to be. No, man, I am wrong probably 50% of the time, but right when it matters, right when it matters. So I find um, we had a couple of thoughts on how to choose your business partner. We did not know each other previously. I did know, um, I think we jumped into our relationship a lot faster than I would have with someone that I would had just met randomly because you came very highly referred to me. So when I met you, um, everyone that I met and talked to that had known you for a very long time had such a high opinion of you Mm -hmm. as a business person, as a human being, Mm -hmm. as a grandpa, as a dad, as a husband. So, um, just like why I love working by referral in our business mm-hmm. in general is that broke down that barrier. And I felt like I already knew you when I, the first time when I came to the BNI training, mm-hmm. Business Networking International, Mike was my chapter director, consultant director. Consultant yeah. director. Um, and I came into that training classroom. You had already heard of who I was. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not know that. I was like five minutes late and mortified. <laughs> <Game> <laughs> You came with it that looked like it doesn't usually happen. I'm very sorry. Oh, I was so yeah, mortified. Um, and that was not the first impression I would ever want to leave in a room. But we made it work. Yeah, we and did. then next thing you know, we're meeting for coffee, hanging out. Yeah. And um, so I think that one of the most important pieces of picking your business partner is really getting to know that person and knowing what what drives them. How do they work? Yep. How do their brains work? Um, even going so far as taking a personality profile to see what's their disc profile, yeah. what's their strengths finder, do they sh- what things do they share in common with you, and what things do they not? Because most partnerships break down because of lack of communication. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, how do you feel about doing business? I know that you've ran a small business with mm-hmm. your brother. You speak. Very highly of your brother. You really admire him as a businessman. So that's a business partnership that's family. And that's worked. That's worked well for you guys. How how do you feel that most business partnerships with friends and family? What are what are the do's and don'ts of getting into a partnership with your for me, there's gotta be a clear line of who's in charge and who's in or who's in charge of what. Mm Mm-hmm. With my brother and I, it was very clear that he was he loves numbers, payroll, taxes, mm-hmm. insurance, drilling down spreadsheets, looking at it, and I'm better out there running it. Mm-hmm. With a commercial cleaning company, I would hire and train people and clean and manage those accounts. That was my strength. Right. I'm not a sit at a computer all day long. I got to talk to people. And he says he talks to enough people, so that's not a problem. The second thing was, and then we also had a uh, pest control company. And he, again, his role was managing that part of it. And I'm actually, I'm a licensed technician. 
So I was out spraying houses, doing inspections, mosquito sprays, and all that. And so it fit perfectly. We really didn't. And that was the first conversation he and I had because we were living in, this is 2019, we were living in Daytona Beach, and we moved back to Raleigh. I grew up here, moved away. We moved, My wife and I moved back in June. Was it June of 2009? But my brother and I started talking like 2007 while I was in Daytona, and he's up here. He's like, we got to find something to do one day. Mm-hmm. Because our skill sets were completely different, so there was right. no ego. Well, I did right. that. Well, you, we didn't. Well, a we didn't care. Right. And B, we just the skill sets were, we're clearly, clearly defined That's and perfect. completely different. Whereas with you and I, there's more overlapping. There is, but which we're is learning. why we work on. We we're really working on figuring out where we outsource the things that both of us are. Yeah really sucky at but we Which, were learning is i mean we're, we're not really sucky at anything because no. we freaking rock but less if there awesome were things yeah. that we're less awesome at or do yeah. not enjoy as much those are the things that we're working on and we're also closing. learning that the strengths each of us have i have more time in my day right now than you do because yeah. you do real estate and this and that's fine well and i'm planning a wedding there you go and, and that's fine with me so i have some more time wedding to do presents some things are yes. yeah. acceptable <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so I think that partnerships with friends and spouses, um, I have hired and trained people that I know. I've worked by referral for so many years that working with my friends and family is just second nature to me. Um, yep. I'm going to treat them the same way that I treat any client, which hopefully you they have feel, to respectfully. You've got good. Um, how does your wife feel about you being in business with? A super attractive oh, female. I've had hot women in my life since the day <laughs> we met. She was actually warned about that. I worked in the University of Texas women's athletic department. And while I never dated an athlete there, I knew there's plenty of athletes there. Mm-hmm. And when Becky and I first met, started dating, everybody goes, do you know how many female friends he has? And she didn't really care because I only yeah. had eyes for her, so that wasn't the problem. Here's another way where you and I differ, yet we can get along, is you and Scott, I believe, could work together. I would not work with Becky mm, any way, shape, or form. Maybe. I want to, to come home at the end of the day and talk about something other than work. Because yeah. if you both do it all day, and I've talked to married couples, they make it work, more yeah. power to them. Wouldn't want any part of that. Yeah. I, I think that if we did something, it would be where we were doing very different types of roles yes but you two yeah. still could be in business together we could yeah we could wouldn't um, want wouldn't want any part of that yeah all right so let's talk about a little bit more of why people would get into business together let's start with the positives yes why would people get into business well i think we touched on a big one is that they're um they fill a void or mm-hmm. weakness with somebody who's stronger at something that that, that than they are oh yeah, yeah. which is really really probably a cornerstone. Um, I think that they would share the same values in life. Um, You and I both really, really find it important to be a huge part of our community, to give back to our community, and to help uplift other members Mm -hmm. and small business owners. And I've known a lot of coaches over the years, and not all of them are as altruistic as we are. Meaning that a lot of them are much more business focused, which you um, help soften my 
business sharpness. <laughs> and okay. by business sharpness, I mean sometimes straight up bitchiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Which which is good though because we need that. We need the mm-hmm. the you know, um, definitely if we we're going to play good cop bad cop you would be the good cop. I would be the bad cop. And that's okay. Um, when I joined the BNI group, you're like, oh, you're okay with being doctor no. Like oh, telling yeah. people no. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, all day long. Works perfect. Doesn't, doesn't bother me whatsoever. So finding somebody who you have the same shared values, the same yep. shared vision. Um, also knowing that um, you're both into it for how much work it's going to take. Oh, yeah. um, I know how much work it takes to start a company and a business mm-hmm. and am okay with working extra hours yep. and, you know, making it work and putting in as much as it takes to make it successful. Because as I told Mike, when we started Wired to Change, that it wasn't an option to fail. No, it's not. Um, and it won't. Yeah. yeah Which is, um, I think, a mindset that when I was coaching real estate agents, one of my favorite interview questions, and this is probably something that you'd want to ask your business partner going into right. it is I would ask the agents that I was interviewing if this, or I'd say, when this doesn't work out, what are you going to do next? And if their answer was anything other than, well, there is there is no next. This is it. This is my career now. This is my job. This is my company. This is my life. If their answer was anything other than that, if they said, well, you know, I might go back to IBM or I might do blah, blah, blah. Or if they have a foot already out, yeah. they're done. They've already created a plan in their mind of how they are going to veer off the path mm-hmm. to their backup plan. And if you have a backup plan, you're already planning to fail. Yes. So I don't know which, um, was it the, um, what was that book about the warriors and they said to burn all your bridges? The Book of Tower or whatever? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, anyways, uh. somebody, someone tweeted at us because I don't know what the name of the book is, but... Burn your bridges, people. Um, Don't burn your bridges. What? Don't burn all your bridges. This is where we can agree to disagree. I'm like, burn the bridges, burn the ships. Because if you don't burn the ships, then you're always going to be looking back at the shore and looking for the easier way out. And I, I don't look at it that way. I well, look and that's at the, why you have me, right? Yeah, because I, I don't look at the ship. <laughs> I look at the relationship of the person on the ship. Ship can go away. That's fine. But don't burn that. Oh no, I mean burn not relationships. Okay. I'm saying right. burn your burn your ships and your bridges that are going to hold you back oh, okay. gotcha. from yeah. going backwards. Okay. Yeah. Right. So if I'm if I'm going into battle, which starting small business is a battle. You do every day at about seven ten. I do, yeah. <laughs> when I go into battle, whether it's the gym or yeah. whatever it is that I'm going into mm-hmm. I'm making it so I don't have an exit plan. I don't my exit strategy is to succeed. Is to do your workout. Right, yeah. If your workout to is do my workout. If my workout 28 minutes is, of this. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yep. Nope, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. You got to, you have, you have to trust the plan. You have, you the have good to trust the plan. Trust you can't have an exit plan because the minute you start having an exit plan or a second strategy, yep. that's when you are not fully committed. Right. And I've seen that happen time and time again. Actually, that's exactly how I feel wound up with Scott. Because I realized through interviewing an agent, I asked him the question, and he started giving me this roundabout answer about how, well, when this doesn't work out, and I was thinking about going into business with my wife, and blah, 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 and 10 minutes later, my eyes are glossed over, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I've always had a time limit and a plan set for every relationship I've been in before Scott. 
So I had set set a time limit on a relationship because I, in my mind, was thinking, well, at year five, when this doesn't work out, I'm going to go on and do this. So I was already setting it up to fail without even realizing what I was doing. So with Scott, I went into it thinking, nope, this is forever. There's no option for this not to work. And (laughs) and it's worked and we're getting married. But with I've seen it happen time and time again with business is when people go into business and they're already thinking about what they're going to do in five years, it's not going to work. So you have to go in, burn your ships, straight into battle. Okay. I'm with you. That's okay. I'm going to make a believer out of you. Oh, no, I'm I'm with you on that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the hallmarks of what makes a relationship, business partnership not work? Well, the different visions, if, if you're kind of, if I'm kind of in it and you're all the way in it and I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that. And you've done, we would have a meeting and we'd both walk away with eight things to do. Like our last one and I've done zero of them. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and you do all eight and I'm sitting on two. I'm like, yeah, just, mm-hmm. eh, you know, it'll, you, you've got to be in, and, and there'll be different times. It's like a marriage. 50-50 is the wrong phrase to use because sometimes in a marriage, you're 90 and they're 10. Yeah. And sometimes you're 10 and they're 90. So 100%. That's, right. So it's never but 50-50. It, it's never 50-50, but I feel like the things balance themselves out. Yeah, because you're there. And with, yeah. it's like um, when you go to the store, what, what you're willing to pay for is what you, the value you get out of it. Yeah. So both partners have to feel that they're getting the value back for what they're putting into it. Yep. And when Becky and I go shopping, uh, usually on the weekends, I'm a big uh, Walmart fan. I love people watching oh, Walmart. Walmart. Uh, there's two of everything oh. in there. I just love it. Found a redneck Walmart, which was even better. But the, we go to, my role is I push the shopping cart. Okay. There are purses in the bottom of the shopping cart. Uh-huh. I protect that. All right. I hold the list occasionally if need be, but otherwise she has a list and she can go up and down the aisle. She can look over 14 different things and she doesn't have to worry about the cart in somebody's way, or more importantly, her purse. purse being That's my role. That's your role. And she's a better shopper than I am. Okay. My Great. role is <laughs> I just push a shopping cart and and protect the purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's our. That's we great. learned that early, yeah. and I'm fine with that. That's perfect. Yeah, I got no problem. I did yesterday though put all the ingredients into a crock pot, uh, chopped up some Ooh. potatoes, some onions, opened up a bag of carrots, seasoned the pork. Uh, or the beef we had, uh-huh. I forget what it was. Yeah, and so I can do that. Right. Can't really cook, but I can assemble ingredients into a crock pot. <laughs> it, the key thing—I hate to break it to you—that's yeah. cooking. Yeah, uh-huh. you can you can cook. You the, just you can't you, make you stuff. Have not, right. Yes, you can. You did make something. If you if you <laughs> chopped it up and you put the ingredients in did, there yeah. and you did it in such a way that it didn't taste like shit. It didn't. It was you actually cooked. pretty good. Yeah. See? High five. Okay. Boom. Well, the toughest thing I did was I turned it on low. Mm. That was my way that was of cooking your oops. it. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you slow cooked it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I, I put it in. Becky left the house about quarter to eight, and I got it all together at 8.15. She got home at 5.30. We scooped it out and ate it. Yeah. yeah. So I can do that. Um, I also have seen business partnerships fail because of a lack of success. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this on one of our past podcasts about um, making sure that you have achievable markers of success along the way before the money comes. Yes. 
So these can be small wins. It could be a number of appointments you're going to have. Mm -hmm. One of our last meetings, we sat down and we made a list of all the things that we wanted to achieve in between then and mm -hmm. when we got back together. My list is still halfway undone, but that's why I'm in, I'm in the doghouse today. <laughs> but you know what? That and yet stuff there's is no gonna, vodka at the table I know. Uh, or sweet but tea. But that kind I'll of be. thing is going to happen, and you have to have yeah. – um, milestones, small milestones in place, yep. especially when you are not in the, and it depends again on your business, because if you're selling widgets and it's a smaller dollar value versus something that has a longer sales cycle, you really need to know how long it's going to be before you are being profitable. Yep. So if you're having a lack of success and one of the business partners is getting down and you're not sharing what that success should look like, that could be um, something that takes a really big psychological toll on both business partners. And then it can lead to conflict. And if that conflict's not spoken about, then it goes unresolved and then it becomes a drain. And, um, and when we talk to people that are small business owners, we back up, okay, where did it start? Right. Oh, about a month ago, this happened. Got to talk about it right, right. when it happens. And sometimes, as a small business owner, especially if you're a solopreneur, you are so deep in your day. You're yep. wearing six hats. you got no idea. Oh, that's right. When you stop and think about it, dang, that was last month. That's right. I did that, and it triggered X, Y, and Z. X, Y, Z. And yep. that's why you need a coach. Mm -hmm. That's why you need coaches who have their own business. Yes, because yep. we're in it yep. every day. If All day long. I want to go back to one point we're talking about. One of the uh, another reason why it may get off to a rocky start. It could cause problems if one of the partners put in, let's just say, ten thousand dollars. Yep. And the other one put in two thousand, but said, "I'm going to make it up with sweat equity." Ugh. Can't measure that, folks. Can't, you Don't. can't measure sweat equity. You no. if if you're the ten thousand dollar partner, you need to know that there's no more money coming from the other one, mm -hmm. whether they could or can't. or right. But you just need to know that that 10 and 2 is always going to be 10 and 2, and you better let that go because it will rear its ugly head again. Mm -hmm. But the sweat equity thing, you can't monetize that. You can't put it in a contract because you can't measure it. You can't measure it. And that's it. great that they're going to do that. But just know if you put in 10 and the other person put in 2, it will always be that way. Right. And it's not likely to That's change. That's similar to my partnership with Scott because he does a lot more of the cooking and cleaning mm -hmm. around the house because I, let's face it, I work more. Yeah. And more hours. Um, he has it a will. job. And, yeah. and it all balances out in the end yeah. because he alleviates a lot of pressure off of me right. from keeping my house clean because it's just something that at this point in time, I don't have the time to do. Yep. Um, in, in fairness to Scott, let me clarify something for everybody. Yes. He has roughly a nine-to-five job. He does. You do yes. not because do your not. job, if somebody says, hey, Trinity, I want to go look at this house. The only time I have is 7.15 tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? At 7.15, you're yep. going. Plus, you have networking events. People want to see networking stuff on the weekend. Events. So yes. your job... Jobs are completely different. The framework of the right. jobs are different. Yeah. But yeah. And he, with, with Wire to Change, with the business coaching, there are, you know, appointments and there's times that we're fielding, you know, questions from clients mm -hmm. or um, I might be writing some content or updating yep. the website. And I was up last night 
you know, he went to sleep, and I said, are you okay with me staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning? And he said, I know that you're stressed out, honey, and you got to do what you got to do. And I went in my office and just clickety-clacked away because that's when I can actually get work done is in the middle of the night when I don't have my phone. Because I'm sitting here. As I'm sitting here, I've received about 30 different text messages (laughs) from different clients wanting things. So during the day is not my most productive time. So for Mike, I know that your most productive time is from like – or 5 a.m. until 7 a.m. That's my time that I like to get up, listen to a podcast or two, Mm -hmm. drink my coffee, go work out, enjoy my morning. That's when Mike does his walks and thinking and listening to his listening to podcasts. Um, And then I'm also a night owl. So I like to work late at night and um, when no one else is around to bother me. Yeah. And when I do my 5 a.m. walks, I'm starting to see the same people. There's a couple of ladies that walk. Oh, that's they have so flashlights. Cute. There's a two young guys that run separately, but they run. And there's this guy about my age running. And I'm like, I just give him thumbs yeah. up every time yeah. I see him because yeah. my running thumbs, days are over. So, yeah. so other things that are very important when you're setting up a successful business partnership is, like you said, knowing where the money is coming from, yeah. knowing who's putting the money in, having that all on paper. Um, talking about um, what's going to happen. And, and let's let's go back on the money for a second. Out. If two if if partners put in different amount of money, just write it so when you sell it, the same the percentage same person comes, comes back. back out. Yeah, and just know that you'll get it. That's back. how my prenup set up. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. So you can mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But you got to let it go. If you're putting in ten and they're putting in two, don't think about it anymore. Just write it that you get. Five times more on the sale. Yep. Than than your partner easy, gets. Easy. So there's ways and around. And those it. are all things that we help our clients with all the time is helping them figure out yeah. how how to structure their business in such a way that it makes sense for both partners and that one doesn't feel like they're getting the short end of the stick because yep. that will create animosity and animosity creates friction and friction is no uh, bueno. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking about when you're running and you're you wish that the chafing would stop. And the only way to get that to stop is to stop running. And in our businesses, we don't want to stop running. No. We no. want to keep going. Um, we just find different set of spanks to wear or something like that. So yes. There's no chafing, right? Or that little, the little stick of stuff that you stick between <laughs> oh, your legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also, knowing who has which role in the small mm-hmm. business partnership, like with you and your brother, you guys knew what your Clear. roles were. Yep. Uh, Mike and I are very early in our partnership. We're still really figuring out mm-hmm. what our roles are going to be. We don't have titles yet, yeah. um, but we are working in that direction and kind of figuring out you what wh- Well, one thing we have learned is you love tinkering on that website. <laughs> I and do. I have <laughs> I'm fine producing content for it, but I cannot yeah. go in the back of the website yeah. and but to find room for our blogs, for our videos. I love learning new things, yeah. and it has yeah. been so much fun learning. And I made flyers, and I got up, yeah. all up in Publisher, and, oh, yeah, yeah, learning new stuff. And I'm not the person that normally likes to sit on a computer and do a bunch of that, but give me a spreadsheet and give me a new program to learn, and I'm yeah. pretty pretty. So that's one happy. of the things we have learned, yeah. yes. Um, so what happens when partners do find out that they have differing values? Is it a deal killer? No, but it would have been good to have that conversation before they sign any paperwork or got started. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, going into business. I know when my brother and I started our cleaning company, I had a number of people come up to me 
who had not been in, who had been in family businesses that didn't work. And they would ask me, are you sure you know what you're getting into? And that's the first mm-hmm. time I'd done that. So my answer was no, but we're so clearly defined, so right. clearly defined. And I had no problem with him running the business, even though mm-hmm. we were in it together with him running it because he had more years of experience as a business owner than I did. Right. He hasn't worked for anybody since 1995. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem with, now I told, with me being boots on the ground, I told him what we needed. Right. And sometimes the money may have been better spent somewhere else, but I would explain to him, here's why, here's the time it will cut off for us. If this particular machine, if we bought, it would cut, you know, 45 minutes, minutes. a night. Right. And when you, when you do the math on that five nights a week, 20 nights a month, that adds up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So that's when I had the role of, no, we really, really need this. Right. And, and again, it just, it could not have worked out better. That's awesome. Yep. Could not have worked out better. Too. So personality clashes, they're going to happen. Yeah. They're yeah. going to happen. Um, I would say most personality clashes happen either because of, of a difference in fundamental values. Mm-hmm. And when I say values, I mean like how you both – view the world yeah um and then also um uh letting something that go unresolved so if you have a question about the money if you have a question you cannot be afraid of conflict if you're going to work in a business partnership because yes you can have conflict within yourself oh yeah but you always know what you're thinking and the the clash can just be a disagreement Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean just because you disagree doesn't mean you're arguing you don't like each other this is isn't going to work you're just disagreeing so and again with society today there's so many people disagreeing they refuse to listen to the other side but if you and your partner sit down the table okay here's what i see here are my thoughts and you say okay here's what i see here are my thoughts put it on paper draw die whatever you need to do you're going to find out your my I would testify in court that you're about 80% agreed. Mm-hmm. It's the other 20% you can work it out. Right. And there's, you know, a hundred different ways to do that. But you, like I said, you've got to get it on the table early when it happens. Yep. You can't bring up, it's like fighting with your spouse. You can't bring up, remember in March? Oh, I'm going to dredge up something uh, that happened yeah, four months ago. And I'm uh, just going to ride that horse until it dies. If I hear he storms out one day, <laughs> I will not be surprised. So. But just deal with it right there and just deal with it passionately, but not rude and, and disrespectful. And well, I can't believe you think that way. You're such a, no, that's We're how all, they see the world. And if you're, and if you're really in it for the right reasons and together, then those conversations have to happen. Because yep, if not, then those are the things that are going to take you off the rails. You're going to get off track and Course corrections are much easier done oh. earlier on. Yeah, right I when mean, you left port. Per- yep. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think you gave me the example of the, the port ship. thing. The yep. ship. Yep. Yeah. If you're two days in and you're off course, you got troubles. If you're mm-hmm. two hours out, okay, you can you correct are, that yep. pretty quick. Um, I think t- discussing what your um, business partner's tolerance is for debt. Everyone has a different oh, yeah. debt tolerance. Um, also, you know, what does their credit profile look like? What kind of money can they possibly get their hands on? Um, have they ever had a business loan before? Do, have they ever sunk a business loan before? Um, how is their personal credit? Because securing a line of credit, ooh, um, you know, I just, will this come out after my wedding? Yes. Okay. So 
I can yep. say okay. that I just bought a Jeep today. You know, like knowing yep. the things that you that you can do with your yes. money, um, and knowing your partner's tolerance for that yep. as well. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna bring you some famous partnerships Ooh. that everybody knows, but and we're gonna tell you why they work. So did some research on this. Orville and Wilbur Wright, for those of us in North Carolina. I thought first, you were going to say Redden, Redenbacher. Redenbacher, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> don't know who you partnered with. But they the write-up on Orville and Wilbur was that Orville being the more creative inventor, while Wilbur was the more grounded and intellectual side of things, Wilbur's quote on the partnership was, quote, nearly everything that was done in our lives has been the result of conversations, suggestions, and discussion between us. Could not sum up your earlier point better than that. You mm-hmm. just keep talking. Keep and talking. like you said early when, when we first started talking about how we met, something's going to trigger something when you're going to yep. go, I hadn't thought yeah. of it that way. Yep. Because you're going to see things different just from how you're wired, your life experiences, all that stuff. You're just going to see different ways. And just if you listen for a minute, you'll go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't huh. think about that yep. way. So. Henry Wells and William G. Fargo. We know him as Wells Fargo. Did you know they not only started Wells Fargo, but they started American Express? I did not know I did that. not know that either. Oh. Here's, here's why they work so well together. When gold was discovered in California in the mid-1800s, their partners refused to expand. So mm. they took money, they took matters into their own hand, they raised enough money, and that's when they founded Wells Fargo and Company. They had a vision, the two of them, nobody else shared it, so they found another way to go do what they wanted to do instead of, okay, we'll stay here with all the other guys because they don't share the vision. I'm sure the other guys were like, yeah, we should have gone with it. They raised $300,000 in 1852. That's nuts. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I wonder how much money that is in today's value. Yeah, a lot. I would need my calculator. Yeah, and some graphs and charts and and stuff like that. Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield. Oh, ben and Jerry. Side note: What's yes. your favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's? I can't remember the last time I ate Ben and Jerry's, so I don't. Really? Yeah, oh. and I'm not one of those 18 flavors in an ice cream. I'm a strawberry guy. Oh, okay. but I do like uh, my favorite ice cream is Bluebell. I love their homemade vanilla. But I just had my first um, Bluebell recently. Oh, Bluebell's the best. I uh, learned a lot of things in Texas, and one of those mm-hmm. is is Bluebell. Um, I really, really like the what is it called? It's like Monkey Funky Monkey or something. Oh, they have some great names. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But and so here's good. here's why Ben and Jerry work so well together. Giving back has always been a key part of their success from day one. They donate seven point five percent of the company's earnings to nonprofits across the country. And the other thing, they some, had the same similar values. Yep, yep. Yep. And the other thing that some people know about, if you follow the business world, follow them, their highest salary at the company was kept at no more than five times that of the lowest paid worker. Oh, that's awesome. But that kept, that's one of the things they want to do. See, it, it gave the impression, or I'm sure it did not have ever talked to them, but it gave the impression to the employees like, hey, we're all in this together. You guys aren't making a million dollars an hour, and we're making you know twelve bucks an hour doing that. Yeah. So I love the camaraderie that that created. Um, so back to this three hundred thousand dollar thing, that would be nine point eight million dollars in today's dollars. Really? Yeah. It's thought pretty impressive. Yeah, thought that'd be yeah. more though. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I, I looked at that. Raise it, I looked so at yeah. that number. No, and I was thinking we could raise that. Could we? 
Yeah. I'm game to try it. I mean, why not? Why haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Warren Buffett, who most people know, Berkshire Hathaway, but mm-hmm. his partner, Charlie Munger. The pair bonded. They What connected them was their belief in the value of investing. I love me some Warren Buffett. And I, I've heard him on some talk shows, and he's he was on a show couple of years ago, and he was on Dan Patrick's show because mm-hmm. Buffett and LeBron were talking about doing things. That's kind of what brought him into that. And Buffett, okay. oh, I know it was. Buffett did the the uh, March Madness bracket. If you picked a perfect bracket, it was like a million bucks. And Patrick asked him how much money he's got in his wallet, and, and Buffett started laughing. He goes, I think this was on a Thursday they were talking. He started laughing. He goes, eh, probably the same, same amount I had on Monday. He just doesn't spend it. Yeah. But what connected those two was their value, the value they placed in investing. Yep. And they own a crap ton of businesses. Yeah. And he loves real estate investing. So. Oh, yeah. He's huge uh, on that. Yep. The Apple Boys, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, what made them successful? Again, they complemented each other. Uh, Wozniak providing the engineering expertise to Jobs' marketing ability. And I don't know. I think more people know Steve Jobs. I don't think anybody would disagree with his marketing abilities because Apple is everywhere. I have one in my hand right now. You do? Okay. Um, the next and you know what? I love my iPhone because less hacking. Yeah, there you go. I need to talk to the Samsung people, yeah. Uh, the Yahoo guys, uh, Jerry Yang, David, I think it's five. I had no idea that there was two people that developed Yahoo. Yep. Yeah, wow. and again, they came from Stanford, no as did, I think, the guys who invented Intel came from Stanford. Hmm. Uh, so I think they have a pretty good track record. Their they're, uh, so they're, uh, technology wall of fame has got to be pretty good. Yeah. They And here's a description. I'll just read it for you. In 1994, they were doctoral candidates at Stanford. They were tasked with developing a new line of computer chips. Without supervision, they instead spent much of their time surfing the Internet. (laughs) Procrastination usually isn't a good thing, but their obsession with the Internet led them to start categorizing their favorite sites. And that's Mm. how Yahoo came about. Mm. And if you want to know what Yahoo stands for, it stands for yet another hierarchical officious oracle. That's what Yahoo stands for, so I, I love that. Love that. Yahoo. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, I miss Yahoo. Yeah. I wish that they would make a big comeback. Uh, that was my original choice for search engine for years, yeah. and I still I, will go there. I still have a Yahoo email address, Ooh, but it's, most it's my do. junk one. Yeah. I and, know people's age now by yeah. what email. Like, if you have an AOL account, you're old as dirt. And, and people judge others that have AOL or Yahoo Mm-hmm. Email address. Oh, yeah. Again. I'm yeah. sure that there's a bunch of younger millennials than myself that are judging me for having a Yahoo email. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you just don't trot it out too often. So. Yeah. And then at Facebook, thing, most people have seen the movie. They know the story behind Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of folks don't are not aware of is Sheryl Sandberg, who is, I think, the COO. Anyways, it was her. She came on board to work with Zuckerberg. Uh, and the, the way they described this was she um, actually figured out how to make money from the billions of users that Zuckerberg was attracting to Facebook. And their partnership, again, separate skills, but they both needed each other. If one 
if she doesn't come along in Zuckerberg's life, is Facebook still delivering? Probably mm-hmm. so, yeah. but at that at that rate and level, probably not. Right. It, it, so the point of this show, though, is to pick the right partner for the right reasons, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have different skill sets. You don't both have to be engineers. You both don't have to be former athletes. You don't both have to be the same age, the same sex, come from the same background, anything like that. Yeah. It's just what do you did you meet at the right time? I'm a big believer of time and place. Yes. Big time believer. and place is super important and and asking the right questions. Yeah. And knowing the right questions to ask of your potential partner. Um, and if there's gonna be more than one partner, so if you're gonna have a partnership and it's three or four yeah. people coming together, it can get even more complicated. So yeah. Um, consult with a business advisor, consult with a coach, reach out to somebody, yep. ask them the right questions and ask them the right questions for you to ask your potential business partner. So you don't wind up in one of those bleh situations. Yeah. And while you talked about with the realtors, you were interviewing to hire what their backup plan mm-hmm. was. Um, I always love asking people, why do you want to get into this? And you'll find out a lot. Once you figure out people's whys, you you learn a lot about them. It could be... Peel back the layers. You never know. You never know what it is. But I always ask people, why why do you want to get into this line of work? Why do you want to go into partnership with me? And ask it two or three different ways. And, it's because you're so good looking. Well, I you know, curse I've had to bear for years. Not a surprise yep. to hear mm-hmm. that. Yep. I'm... I'm young looking for, I don't look a day over 57. I just truly believe that. So, Anyways, folks, be careful picking your partner. Uh, if you want one and need one, You everybody needs help. You may not ever bring them on as an official partner. They could be a mentor. mentor. They could be, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you to do just this. Yep. Talk stock options later, all that good stuff. But find people to help you reach your goal. And if you want to find somebody to find you to find somebody, I don't even know what I just said. If you want someone to help you, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. They'll follow you. Find us on wiredtochange.com with the... Number two. And you can also find us on Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, um, and anywhere else that people go to find other awesome people. And Wired to Change. With the number two. We'll talk to you next time on Wired to Change.